there. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, of early break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Looking over some uh, comments from Scott Frost at his session on Saturday with the media. We've talked about quite a bit of it, the offensive line discussion, um, everything else that he said. The last thing that was mentioned, though, we have not addressed yet. Do you want to say something? No, go ahead. I'll give you my take. I I was not there for this. I was busy, as usual. Final question to Scott Frost on Saturday was, is the triple option something you want to keep in the offense? Scott Frost says, quote, We did a lot of that last year. Did a lot of it against Northwestern, and it's been really good to us. So, we'll see. He handled that question well because the question was, you, you've you been working on it in practice. Now, don't I'm not going to get triggered, but this is the reason why if I were a head coach, this is a very good example of why if I was a head coach, I'd limit media access. Well, I mean, we are secrets. Right. Frost handled that very diplomatically. Where some coaches, some ornery, more kind of crusty coaches, would have said, wait, wait, you just want me to hand you the playbook? You want to report on that? Like, why are you telling Northwestern what we're doing? I, I'm serious. I'm not joking around here. I would have said – I mean, I wouldn't have said that to the young man. But the, the question was, you guys have been running triple option in practice. I'd be like, thanks for broadcasting that. Is there anything else you want to tell the world about what we're doing in practice so Northwestern can, can get ready, diagnose it? Triple option is sort of something that if that, – let's put it this way, Jake. If I were Northwestern's defensive coaches and I saw that, I'd, I'd be okay. We better get ready. Now they did. I think they ran it against Northwestern last year, so maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe they would get ready for it anyway. But anyway, uh, now I don't think necessarily this would necessitate Nebraska going to Logan Smothers. I think Casey can run the triple option. Do you think he wants to run the triple option? That's a good question. (laughs) I bet Smothers wants to run it. Let's just be. I think you have three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks at the top of the depth chart that can run the triple option. Casey could run it. Uh, Purdy's, Purdy was a highly rated dual-threat quarterback in high school. He was a dual-threat yeah. quarterback. Logan obviously could run it because we've seen it. Har- Harburg's a fabulous athlete, Heinrich Harburg. They have four guys that can run a triple option. Do you want to run Casey? I'd, I'd be hesitant to do it. Yeah, so I go back to last year for Michigan. Now, they, Casey, didn't, run, they didn't run triple option. But they did. They they ran that McCarthy, though. But they ran McCarthy. And so Cade McNamara was a starting quarterback, but every game, McCarthy would appear. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, usually going to be a run, but obviously he would trick the defense and he'd pass it once in a Uh while. But they they used him in the rushing game. Mm -hmm. And it worked out for them. Now, I don't like two quarterbacks. I hate that. I want one quarterback. Mm -hmm. But. Well, if you have a package. If you have a package, but. Who are you running it with? I mean, you could run it with Chubba. Who's the better runner, Chaba or Smothers? I gotta think Smothers. I would agree, agree as well. It's hard to. It'd be hard for me to. I mean, I guarantee you, Logan's faster than Chuba. 
again, though, people forget that about Chubba. Now, Chubba's no longer a dual-threat quarterback. I, I've talked to him about it. He, he said, he goes, now listen, I'm pass first now. Um, but in high school, he was a top 10 ranked dual threat quarterback by at least one of the services. So you got guys that can do it. I'd be tempted if I was Scott. I mean, I wouldn't hold back too much this year. You know, this is not, I, first of all, I don't think they have the sort of talent level that you can just say, we're just going to line up and run four or five plays and stop us. I don't think that's, I don't think we're looking at that kind of team. I think you might have to do stuff okay. like this. Then you go back to Mark Whipple here for a second. Is is Mark Whipple ever been a triple option guy? Has he ever ran the triple well, option? Well, we've ta- it doesn't matter because that. we've talked about this. Scott all along has said this is going to be a blend of what we have done and with Whipple's offense. He's always said from the start they're going to blend it. Now he he has changed his tune a little bit on his personal involvement. But he's never changed it on – we're going to blend. We're blending the offenses. Who's calling the plays? Whip. But Whip can call a triple option, you know, and Frost can direct him to call a triple option. When Frank – when Frank, remember when Frank relinquished the offensive coordinator duties? Frank, Remember Frank Solich in 2002? Mm-hmm. He relinquished those duties to Barney Cotton. But, but if you're – but I will tell you this. I'll tell you this, on the headsets, if you were on those headsets, Frank was making a lot of final decisions. He was swinging the final hammer on a lot of time, a lot of the time. So I wonder – Is Frost going to have that same right, mindset, though? Right. Will he swing the final hammer? Sometimes I bet he does. I mean, he can overrule Whip. He's the head coach. You know what? He's pretty adamant that Whip's running the offense. I know, but, he, but there's going to be times during the game where Frost sees something, and he'll be on the headset. I – He'll be on a headset, and I I hope Frost intercedes at times. I want the head coach to do that. I, I would. I mean, if I'm if I'm the GM or the AD, I would. That's what I'd want my head. If my, if Frost sees something, he has a high level of expertise. Remember what he did at Oregon and UCF. UCF led the country in scoring when Frost was calling plays. Jake. When they went 13-0, they averaged 48.2 points a game. 48.2. <laughs> so many points. 48.2. All right? That's a different world down there in the AAC, but it's still 48.2, and that led the country with him calling the plays. He called the plays at Oregon. He called them. And they were a top-five offense all three years he called the plays. Okay? He has a background. That, that background doesn't just go away. It hasn't worked here very well. Not like he wanted – well, not even close. But he knows what he's doing. Unless you just want to erase all that. No, I'm not erasing it. But when the comments over the last few weeks, the last month has been that, you know it, – It's Whip's it's, show. It's Whip's show. But, it's Whip's but that doesn't, show. But that's what Frank would say too. And But he had the headset on and he would – he would inter, he would I think intercede's the right word, interject and um, – Call some plays at times, probably key times. Barney tell you that. Yeah, I just I don't know when the right time is for that. Well, imagine if Whipple. Here's well, imagine if Whipple's calling a great game and Frost wants to get involved. All you of don't, a sudden, I don't know. I, people always want this discussion to be cut and dried, and it's not. It's when not Bo Pelini was calling the defense, I mean John Papuchas was the defensive coordinator. Remember, we always had this discussion. 
okay, who's calling the defense? Is it John Papuchis yep. or is it Bo? And Bo could never really give a, a the the black and white answer that everybody saw it because it's not a black and white answer. They're talking on the headset like me and you would talk, and and there's probably times they don't even know who called the who who had the final say. They're just calling the game, right? And they're 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 talking about what they're seeing. Um, from the offense, they're talking about a lot of things, and and then in those discussions, you're making calls. So I I never look at it like it's just one guy defined and that's it. There's no discussion. I, I just don't think that's realistic in a lot of cases, especially with an with a head coach like Frost who has such a background, such a an accomplished background as a play caller. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm with you. I'm just uh, I'm I'm still curious how this marriage goes. Well, I'm too. Everybody's Frost. curious. Yeah. For a guy, for a for a OC for, for a head coach, it's been very hands on his entire tenure. Because as you said, you're right. He has called games effectively in the past at Oregon, UCF. He's been very successful there. Hmm. Yeah. Can a, can someone who has called so many games for so many years just pass off the baton to Mark Whipple and sit back and watch? I, I don't know. I don't know how that looks, but uh, I just hope that we don't have chaos in Dublin with that. Chaos. No chaos. Chaos in Dublin. No chaos. <laughs> the only chaos in Dublin will be you at the <laughs> pub. At the pub. My sad part is like I don't have worldwide like service, so I can't like call you. You say, can't? No, unless I have Wi-Fi somewhere. There's ways you can do this. Like the WhatsApp. You can purchase a plan, yeah, that gets you. i the plan for one week. Well, it costs you probably 50 bucks. I'll discuss it. Okay. Let's play the game show. Uh, Sip's coming off of an 0-5 week. So, literally, one win is better than last week. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's Just how that works, sure right? It's very yeah. cut and dry for those out there listening. Today, the topic is... 2022 college football quarterbacks. What schools do these guys play for? Now I'm looking at. I looked at the Pro Football Focus rankings from July. Sip of who they view the top 50 quarterbacks this season. This is from that list. So if you think you know your 2022 college football star quarterbacks, call us right now. Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, Sip. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Can Sip beat his last week performance in one performance today? Can he do it? 0-5 last week. It could be 1-0 if he went today. How do you feel after your last week? Well, in front of me, people notice on the YouTube stream that I have a magazine with all the teams on it. So There's no quarterback, so it's just no, teams. It's teams. Uh, Adam, how do you feel about college football quarterbacks this season? Ah, not too bad there, Bagel Boy. <laughs> wow, Adam. That is some big energy. This morning. Adam. Good morning, Adam. 
Morning. Let's do this. Let's get it. Let's yeah. do this. Let's, let's get it going. Here we go. Uh, Adam, first question goes to you. Here we go. What team does quarterback Tyler Van Dyke play for? Ooh, got that one. Got that one. Oh, this is my team right here. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. Yeah. Miami Hurricane. Yeah, Canes. good job. You like Canes. the Canes. I like it. Van Dyke's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I'm glad you gave Adam a gimme. He's number 10. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Number, he's good. Number 10 per, uh, per pro football focus. Yeah, he's easily top 10. I'm All right. telling you. All right, Sip. For the tie, your first question. What team does quarterback Phil Jerkovic play for? Oh, that's easy, too. You handed me one. Boston College. Number 37. Watched him last year. He's tough. He was he was injured most of last year, and he came back late. Man, he's good. He's, no, a, he's, he's, a, well, he's number 37 on the list. Yeah, he's better than that. Trust me. All right, uh, Adam, for the lead, your last question. What team does quarterback Anthony Richardson play for? Anthony Richardson. He is number 30 on the list. What team does he play for? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Um, Five seconds. Virginia Tech. Is it Va Tech? No, it is not. The Hokies. Zip, do you want to steal that one or not? Keep no. in mind, you are tied right now. No, I don't want the that The answer one. is the Florida Gators. Ooh, Florida didn't Gators. know that one. Number 30 on the PFF list. That okay. means this is for the win, but if you miss this, Adam can steal and win outright. Sip, final question. What team does quarterback Tanner Mordecai play for? Ranked 20th in PFF. Baylor. Is he a Baylor Bear? <laughs> no. Adam? Do you want this one or do you want to pass? I'll, I'll take this. Uh, SMU. And the skid continues. SMU is the correct answer. Looked good for you for a while, Sip. Thought you had that today. But uh, Adam continues the streak. Congrats. We get your bagels and call it on the road, Adam. Nice try this morning. Nice Six. Win. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Six-game skid. Might yeah. be more than that. Do you win I the need Friday Dublin to get here. Um, <laughs> I need to get to Dublin Kay. quick. Okay, <laughs> uh, I want to get to a couple things from the from this still moving on. Tiebreaker, you okay. lost, but okay. Came up, this is fifty quarterbacks, fifty five zero. Where does PFF rank Purdue's Aiden O'Connell in their top fifty quarterbacks <sighs> of twenty twenty two? This is the tiebreaker question. Seventeen, close, fifteenth. Okay. By the way, if you're curious, where's Nebraska's guys at? Where's Adrian Martinez at? Where's Adrian? This is from July, their list. Adrian was number 48. Nebraska had nobody in the top 50. Adrian was 48. Yes. So Adrian was ahead of Casey Thompson, Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers, per PFF. Okay. I see Nick over there. Hello, Nick. If you're curious, why is Nick Sainter here so early? Because we're going to have a special new spillover next segment. Because Jay and DP have moved on to 4 to 6 p.m. They are now afternoon guys. They're too good for the morning, Sip. Too good for the morning. Can't wake up early. Up next, we'll have our first spillover with our new 8 to 10 hosts, Chris Raff, Aaron Davis. They're coming up next on Early Break in the Ticket.